Welcome to another episode of Anime Podcasters. Today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about Castlevania with your host, myself, Morel Covell, and Jayanne Music. How are you, Jayanne? Yo, I'm very good. I'm very happy to be back with you, Morel. This is a topic that I've been dying to do, and it's so good to be with you right now. We're obviously gingerless today, which is unfortunate, but okay. We're going to give a hot shot, uh, a bit of a break because he's been on a hot streak of episodes, but uh, we're stopping him dead in his Dracula tracks. Today, we are talking about one of the most epic Netflix animes out there. In my opinion, like one of the best ones just in general, and it's Castlevania. Four seasons, epic battles, epic characters, and we're going to break it all down. Let's start at the very beginning, Morel. I really, literally when I mean the beginning, I mean, how did you hear about Castlevania? And what were your first impressions of this series? Um, well, I first heard about the the um, of the series from you. Mm. <laughs> um, you and you hyped it up. You hyped it up, and you wanted to do a episode on it. So I'm like, okay, yes. I'm gonna go and watch all of it. And yeah, the first season was pretty short, right? Very. It's four episodes. Yeah, only four episodes. Not bad for a season, I guess. <laughs> right. Um. But like, still, like it was pretty good all throughout. A great storyline coming from like a filmmaking, Absolutely. story writing background. It was really captivating, and it's not like hundred percent. Yes, and it's like it really dives into a kind of like a witcher kind of style, mm-hmm. and like not. It's not like everything nowadays is all like futuristic. Like, oh, this happens in the year thirty thousand, forty thousand, or fifty years on the line, or a hundred, or what? Right. Right. This right. happens way, way. way way in the past where yeah we we might not have any reassurance of what actually happened in the past right but it's fun to speculate and write stories of what might have happened because who knows absolutely we could have had vampires magic and stuff way back then and all probably disappeared and or because of all that um all the technology of the time like science and stuff like that because people are just starting to figure out science right medicine Mm -hmm. and that that could have been the ba- the um, magic could have been the basis of science and then people without magical abilities could have said oh well we can do something better and try to basically make it look like we are doing magic but we're n- but we don't have any of these abilities so then that kind of stuff just kind of died off but like that's just coming from my I, point of I view see what you mean a definitely stor- storytelling kind of point of view right I, you really like touch on the point of, of season one for me specifically with Lisa Tempest a uh, Tepes sorry um dracula's uh wife was unfortunately okay uh spoilers abound by the way all four seasons like if you listen to another second we will spoil everything about this so i'm just playing the spoiler warning right now when she gets burned at the stake for her quote-unquote witchcraft uh you know because uh obviously the uh bishop uh you know this clergyman um who orders for her burning believes that she's a witch and everything but this is literally to help humanity yeah to heal people and it's dracula's one human connection and and this really triggers 
triggers everything. Season one triggers everything uh, in the fallout of season two where he absolutely wants to destroy the entire human race because of what the one bishop and the clergyman decide to to do with uh, Lisa Tepes, which is like, you know, a horrible fate for her. And she, she, even on her last breath, she warns them. She, she says, don't do this. I, I, there's going to be consequences, you know, and they didn't listen. And obviously the consequences came one year later. To me, this a series you know it's adventurous it's action-packed it's dark it's dramatic and with the creatures and the humans it's very horror-based it's a very good mix of all these different uh genres and styles and obviously it's a very mature show i mean the the the, the uh battles here are are nothing to, to scoff at but I, I think we can maybe start to with my first jumping point here trevor trevor is a main character um and he really is the flagship character of the series in my opinion um and he grows a lot throughout the series you know we see him as a drunk at a bar and he he really develops. What were your thoughts on his growth as he faced each foe one at a time uh, throughout the, the series, like season one through four? All right. So Trevor, as a point of interest of the whole story, right? He is mm -hmm. technically the main character, correct? Because yeah. like, well, yeah, technically so. in the first season, yeah, he was the main character, but then he becomes like one of two other, uh, well, three main characters, right? We will get to them, the yes. Main, the main three. But we're talking about Trevor in general. He, from season one to season four, it's just a normal hero arc throughout the whole thing. A guy okay. who has like a hero background or a family of heroes who were there at some point, right? Not mm -hmm. anymore. And he's the last one. And he's down in his luck. He's going from bar to bar, drinking and doing whatever else that a hero does in his time of need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Actually, like going from that role to a role that he should have, that he wanted to be at when he was like a kid. He wanted to be like the hero look the rest of his family. Right? right. He wanted, like, he basically just wanted to not be who he was at that point of when we saw him in season one at the bar. He didn't want to be there, but he basically was there because of the way that his family treated him. Right. I mean, he's the last remaining member of the Belmont clan, you know? Yes. Um, it's, it's a clan that dedicated their lives to destroying darkness and creatures and vampires specifically. And so I feel like him as a character was the ultimate opposing force to Dracula. And we see that in like one of the first battles ever where these monsters attack uh, a city in the second season. I know, no, it was the first, it was the first. And Trevor's there and he's able to rally the troops together and get, uh, you know, someone to uh, bless the water so that they can, make it holy water to fight and everything and it was during the whole uh speakers meeting the speakers uh struggle um i really thought that him as a character um he just became better and better and better and better and like as he grows also with uh cypher um cypher sorry cypher is how you pronounce it i feel like their bond is a, a, a beautiful one that becomes a huge force to defeat monsters as they go. Um, obviously, Saifa being one of the main protagonists, um, I I loved uh, the bond between her and uh, and Trevor. What were your thoughts on uh, on Saifa? I'm actually really curious. Um, Saifa, well, like for me, I really love anything dealing with magic based 
things. Oh, okay. I love anything magic. I, I used to play, like do card tricks when I was a kid and stuff. Right, right, right. So sci-fi is like right up your yeah, alley. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah I see yes. what you mean. And yeah. sci-fi and Trevor as like a duo. Uh, yeah right that is yeah. a good combination there because he's a guy Absolutely. who cannot do it but he has like a weapon that can basically do some sort of magic kind of thing right oh and, the uh, what was the name of his weapon i know what you're talking about i know what you're yeah. talking about yeah yes and um like also plus when you think of it is that like she saved he saved her right he said he saved mm-hmm. her so she's basically almost like if you put in in your thoughts like a a debt a life debt right Mm-hmm. But also, plus, when you think of it, when is that life debt gonna like go away? I see what you mean. By the way, uh, Morning Star was the name of the weapon. The Morning Star um, it was the the weapon that Trevor uses. Uh, you know that he acquires in the, the library and everything. But yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, um, but also plus, if you put that life debt in in there, but also plus, like, we also have to put into thought of the characters and their feelings towards each other, right? Mm-hmm. Because Trevor and Scyther do have something together, right? right? They do have something. I mean, they're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're straight up lovers, like yes, for sure. Yes, they are. They are, and they're they're travel companions as well. You know, uh, in season four and season three, you see them, you know, go from town to town and everything, and face uh, off. Uh, this is right before uh, they split off from um, Dracula's son, which I'm trying to remember the name of right now. Um, Alucard. 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 It's Dracula backwards. Alucard. Um, you know he. He was, uh, how long was he uh, in the tomb for? Like a year or something? Yeah, he was you know? in- That was such a f- funny scene to me when he like, oh, you must be your magical savior. He's like, how long you been down there? A year? Like 11 months? It's like, okay, not as epic as I thought it would it would be. You know what I mean? It would have like, been fun if he was like, if it was like, I was down there for 50 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I don't know. For me, I loved uh, Alucard. Alucard was a must-have in terms of uh, building a force against um, Dracula in the first two seasons when Dracula trying to obviously uh, take over the world. And I, I remember uh, in the second season when he and Dracula are fighting to the death um there was uh, a sentence that uh he said to his father like uh, this isn't uh, um an eradication or like uh, a war this has been the the longest drawn uh, most drawn out like suicide uh note ever uh because obviously um Dracula was just slowly dying from the inside. You know, he he wasn't really doing being efficient at, at what he was trying to do by taking out the the human race. You know, yes, yes. And I think that Alucard really was the character with the biggest growth because, like, think about it. In the second season, you're taking out your own f- blood, a- and obviously for the reasons that it is, it, meaning that you know, obviously Dracula was to take over, uh, t- take out the entire human race. But uh, opposing his father was such a strong. Uh, emotional battle and physical one as well as i just remember when uh the castle crashes next to the library and alucard is basically forced to look over it you know and in the season three Mm -hmm. he's on his own for a lot of that season and he he meets up with other characters that uh, deceive him um and it was a whole other thing i think it was a taka and sumi the vampire hunters um from japan yes Um, i remember those yeah, though, that was a whole other uh, thing that the, that the anime uh, threw uh, our way it, in season three. It looked weird. <laughs> the thing is, for me, like, for sure, Alucard, biggest growth as a character, you know? Yes, yes. So, you know, that's kind of my th- my my uh, initial thoughts on the main three. The uh, other people I wanted to uh, touch on, I want to talk about also Hector and, uh, Hi- and Isaac. Those two are very bizarre but interesting characters to me for the fact of the matter that Dracula wants to 
to take out the entire human race and they're both humans and they're both extremely loyal to him. Obviously, Hector is a whole other story because he ends up being a part of the coup with Carmilla. Um, and that was a whole other thing. What were your thoughts on Hector and Isaac as the allies of Dracula and then obviously they go on to do their own stuff in season three. Well, yeah, of course. Like they were a massive part, right? Because that's how right. Dracula originally got his army from them just yes. rising the dead. Yes, very true. Very true. And they needed Hector and they needed Isaac. Well, mm -hmm. Hugo, whichever one. No, Hector and Isaac. Yeah, Hector and Isaac. They they needed him, them both. And yeah, they were both humans. They were not vampires, but they were mm -hmm loyal to the cause they were inducted into um into it right inducted right right, right which in a lot of um uh like stories films even video games you don't really yeah. see any of no right? not at all you never see like except for the odd indie game or f indie film where the humans right, and right, right. the whatever's are teaming together and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, you never really see them working together, especially with a human who's very delicate and that can be killed right. easily. Right. Like a vampire, all that they have to do is like go and suck more blood, set of the sun. That's it. For a human, oh, look, there's in the sky. A, it's a big boulder. Oh, they're dead. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, I, for me, like I, I, I like to interject. I remember Hector as a character. The reason why he hates humans was because of his childhood, you know? Yeah. And that and actually goes to one of my points. Um, yeah. Of Hector and his past. He he did hate humans. He'd rather be with the dead because he could bring... And reanimate them. He could Yeah, he could bring back animals and re reanimate them because he... Oh, such a weird... Because he likes... Such a weird talent. Yeah, it is such a weird talent. Yeah, but like man. It, but like doing that enough, honestly, like up to his power to where he could do that with people to then mm -hmm. use for Dracula's army. But going back to his past and stuff, um, it's because like he found like a what was it, a dead dog, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, and it was like other people who killed him. He saw it happen, he brought it back and everything else, and even his parents were like, What the hell did you do? Um Right. This is unnatural. Blah 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 and all this other stuff, right? Right. And so like he his base he did base it on uh, like his like his own upbringing um and had his own bias against his own race, the human race. Right. right. Because of those experiences of the animal dying, his parents and so forth. Because right. you don't really know what happens in between him being a child and that happening to the point where he's at right now. We have no real mm -hmm. idea or real clue of what happened like a friend that he made in whatever kind of school that they were in right could have died and he brought them brought him back but then like the whole community community basically just had a big uproar or whatever right that right. could have been in the manga but i'm not really sure because like i haven't read the manga right i don't does this thing have a manga um i i think that they might have a manga they they might um uh, let me look, I, look I, that up real quick yes yes um like i do know that they do have yeah, a looks, video they do have a video game and you can get it on Steam. But it's like very Curse old. Of Darkness comic. You know, there is a there is a there is a two issues. I don't right. know how deep it goes and how similar it is to the uh, um, animated series. Well, the thing but I mean the th yeah. the thing is is that do remember is that like if they try to like put a whole manga inside even just like one season of an like one season, right? It would be mm -hmm. a long season. Of course. So like they obviously had to like 
bring it down, die it down for the mainstream masses. Like, um, mm-hmm. like a random person just flipping onto um, Netflix and being like, oh, this looks cool. It's anime. Eh, let's give it one season to see how it goes. Are they going to click on it if they're like, oh, there's 50 episodes in one season? Or in the first season, oh, they only have four episodes. Might as well, because it's just like, what, maybe two to four hours of my time, right? Mm, Because in that one season, you can really captivate and hook people onto the storyline. So then in the later seasons, you can bring them back. So then you can get more viewership to actually then fund other stuff. Well, that's mainly what Netflix does, right? They bring people back because the more money they make from people watching seasons, um, the more that they can bring out for other um, like projects that they want to work on. Right. No, I understand. Actually, Morel, I want to like backtrack and I kind of like, I just realized something about Isaac the more I'm thinking about him as a character. All right. He starts as an antagonist. You know, like he's definitely on Dracula's side. Oh, yeah. But later on, when Dracula is no more, well, at least goes to the other realm, um, he becomes a protagonist. You know, he takes on a whole new mission. You know, he does. What were your thoughts on his transition and a switch from antagonist to protagonist and all the battles and challenges that came with that? I mean, you could describe him as an anti hero, but I really feel like he hates Carmilla. Carmilla betrays Dracula. Dracula and he's like out of loyalty and pure loyalty to Dracula because he was the most loyal to Dracula he makes his own night horde and he just takes out Carmilla and that was a whole fight and I think that his transition as um antagonist to protagonist you can say some sort of anti-hero but I don't feel like he was both at the same time he was antagonist and then became a protagonist I don't necessarily see him as an anti-hero so like what do you really think about his progression and would you really label him as an anti-hero? Yes, I would label him as an anti-hero because normally for an anti-hero, right? You have to do some you have to do some bad to do some good, right? Right, and but he I feel did, like there was a transition. There was a transition, Morel. Yeah, he, but like during the transition, he was an antagonist because he had to kill people to make an army to defeat the big bad, right? That is that is fair. That is so a basically fair point. And the night what you could so say cool is too. that he went from uh like like you said, a antagonist to anti-hero to protagonist, right? Uh, I, I I really see it like just because I really see a, a like a, a step-by-step thing. Like I see the loyalty True. to Dracula, the that which is a hundred percent antagonist, and then I see the death of Dracula being the moment where he beside decides to become a protagonist and take out the enemy, which is Carmilla, because Carmilla replaces Dracula as the evil figurehead in season three, you know? Yeah, that is true. That is true. But like, I'm lo- so that's how I see it personally. I'm looking at it from a uh, a character writing kind of standpoint, right? And mm-hmm. it's just my point of view of like, of how, like, what I do, like, when, like, what, how I see the character. Mm-hmm. No, that's, a, and, it's, it's a, it's a, we all have, it's a fair point. And we all have, like, a certain idea of how, like, to perceive a character. Like, like, let's just say, like, you could say Batman was was the antagonist and Joker was the protagonist, right? And it's all about mm-hmm. your way of thinking. So yes. the way I think of it, he basically hit all three. He does. As, he does. A, as an I see two of the three. I just I see two of the three. Like I, I I agree or disagree on this one because for me, like like there's a clear moment that's 
splits it off into a new thing, you know? So, yes, you can label it as an anti-hero. I see the point, but I, I, I see him, like, one thing as one, uh, like, your past follows you. I don't know. I, you can argue both sides, but I feel like my my point of view makes more sense to me at, at this point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Morale, I get it, I get I it. Do want, I do want to hit this character, though. Like, we have to talk about Carmilla. And we got to talk about, yo, yo, this, this character is cunning, manipulative, mm-hmm. at absolutely heartless oh yeah lots the destruction of dracula under his very eyes betrays him at brela one of the most epic battles like the scene of dracula's army absolutely getting drowned and burnt in that lake oh my god the way she forces herself and gets hector under her whim and everything like she has so many things about her that make her a good uh, antagonist antagonist definitely not a protagonist what were your thoughts on carmilla man the way i see it is she was written so good so yes yes she was well one like um like the base of her character was just like an inside it was all an inside job to her and she she had her own inner circle um dealing with all the other stuff by like making like a fake town with like its own army and stuff like that right for dracula to attack and um it was just all an inside job it played out really well as we know I right? agree. I can agree and more. And she basically got a person who can literally bring people and or and or animals from the flipping dead, right? I like mean, who, yeah, she secures herself a huge like a huge bonus. one up. Yes. Yeah. And like when you are making and if you want to make a name of yourself, um, like inside, especially in this um in this series, right? Yeah. You have to have like either like great power or you need to have like strategy to be like in in, like an inside job like what camilla did right basically go and fight for the person that you want to destroy make them Mm -hmm. trust you so then you can stab them in the back get some of their loot and also and or get get one or two or three other people that are very big power people right from their group to be on your side so then when you ultimately have your own you're able to make your own power regiment right you are able to basically dominate and you won't be questioned no you won't you just won't no i i see what you mean That's just from i my absolutely like views. understand no no definitely definitely and i i think i think the next point i want to hop onto because we're talking a lot about you know, the characters and everything. And the characters are always great jumping points, but this isn't even a point I wrote down. I just want to ask you, favorite fights? Because the fights in this anime are insane. They're they're just crazy. The music, the action, Trevor. (laughs) Like, what was your favorite fight out of the whole four seasons? My favorite fight was... uh... What was it? Season two, when we when um the portal into the other realm, and we saw Dracula and his wife. I, fr- I think that's I, season three. That was season three. Oh God! All right, season yeah, three. Season, season three. three, guys. Season with, with Saint Germain. <laughs> with Saint Germain, right? Yeah, Saint Germain. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, season three. It no was stress, that no fight that basically I'm yeah. like, holy shit! Tr- what for one? Trevor was out of his out of his real power. Real power, right? Yeah. He was just a human fighting a literal. Do you mean God at that point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still came out on top. He was able to beat the bad guy w- with um, everyone's help that was able to help at the time, right? Yeah. And they come out victorious. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. Trevor has some very, very, very thick plot armor. That's the one thing. Like, this guy always figures out a way. 
he always he always like just gets what he needs to get done. You know what I mean? I, I, you very rarely see him. Like he, he, no, he wasn't ever defeated throughout the, uh, the whole series, you know? So to me, like, I understand the, the point here, but uh, definitely a, a great fight. For me, literally season four, Trevor versus death. Like the final battle of season four, seeing him with his weapon attacking this huge skull creature and just attacking and attacking. This thing's got a huge... Uh, what is it like a reaper those reaper swords and slicing rocks and there's a tornado around he's whacking him he's falling all over the place rocks he falls down it's just one strike you already see him like badly wounded with one strike of this enemy and he doesn't stop he charges he's yelling he's jumping around he's evading and he's just extremely efficient at taking out death you know at the the Morning Star is no joke of a weapon, and you can just see him, no matter what, just figuring out a way to just get through and attack and attack and attack and attack and attack. I love this fight. I mean, you know what I'm talking about here, right? Death versus Trevor, I, with all the rocks crumbling and everything. I do remember that. It's just, like, I just don't remember the full fight. <laughs> It's, well, basically, it's been that long. No, I understand. It's totally fair. It's a huge fight, and it's just an epic fight, and I loved it. It was the one fight for me where I thought, does he have this? You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Well, that remember, he, remember, it's death yeah. versus a human, so. Yeah, so he's the Grim Reaper, you know? Death, and, and maybe to talk a little bit about death here. Man, basically, death's whole goal here is to bring Dracula back from the dead and he tricks Saint Germain in doing so by disguising himself as like um, Varney and the alchemist I'm reading this off the wiki right now and mm -hmm. once again just another character you know obviously immortal super strong super wise can shapeshift of course he can and for me he was you know brief but so cool he was so cool and I loved him as a character Did, what, what were your thoughts on this like villain well from what I remember and stuff like that right yeah like I said, a little god versus a yeah. human. Yeah. And Trevor with plot armor, of course, because, well, it is his story. Massive. Plot right? <laughs> armor. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Basically, when you think of it, it's like, this is, this is badass because, like, if, like, it, it's, it's, it's just good. It's, it's great. That's. No, I know. I mean, there's only so no much words. we can say about these. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and I'm I'm with you with uh, on that, Morel, like a hundred percent. I let's let's jump to these other points. Um, all right, we talked about favorite uh fight, uh favorite monster for you. Which one was your favorite? My favorite monster? monster would be at the one at the very end and stuff. Like so at the end of Aisle Three of like of like Series Three, that one of Season Three. Yeah, which one specifically? Um, like the one at the Saint uh Ju Julie. One. Oh, the one that's like at the bottom of the of the church. Yeah, at or the something? bottom of the church. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, that was a whole other creature. Oh man, what what was the uh, what was easy? What was that monster your favorite exactly? Uh, it's because like the monster could basically open a portal, right? Right. Well, I remember. Like, use the use a crystal to open a portal, right? I so remember. when you think of it, this monster is already OP, but he got trapped by humans for some odd mm -hmm. reason, right? Yeah. And they want to bring Dracula back. Mm -hmm. So the monster does end up overcoming that and basically escaping, bringing his own hell army, right? Mm -hmm. To destroy his captors. Right. But then when other people see him, 
they're like, oh, this is a big monster. Let's kill him. Right. Like I mean, Trevor and stuff, I, right? And and like right, like I right. said before, like I said before, that fight was badass because that actually showed us of what Trevor can actually do, right? Yeah. And with the very basic training that he got from his family, he's still able to do a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, wh- who's your favorite um, so monster and why? I have a hard time choosing my favorite. I'm going to just say my least favorite. Because the thing is, these monsters are so unique and destructive. I just, just I know there's one, and it's not even necessarily a monster. Um but it's a it's a um, a vampire Godbrand. I hated Godbrand. Godbrand was just not cool to me. I just hated. He, he made me feel like uncomfortable. He was a total pig. Um, you know, big mouthed. And what was his his interest or what? Um, raiding human villages, killing, drinking blood. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Because like the original the the plan they wanted was to like. Have all the humans kind of like like livestock in a coop, right? Exactly. And you know, and and all he was like, he oh, supposed to, do- to eat after all the humans are dead. And then like you know, Dracula's like, "Well, we have pig blood." He's like, "I'm sick of pig blood for yeah, X Y yeah, Z yeah. reason." Yeah, and all of- I just I wasn't a fan at all of Godbrand personally. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, yeah, like yeah. he was who he was, right? Basically, yeah. the way I looked at him, he was just, like, from a writing point of view, all right, was basically just comedy at that point. Because was I was looking comedy. at... I never laughed. I never laughed at Godbrand. I just thought it was, like, one of the poor... Yeah, I know, but the thing characters. is, is that I laughed at him because no one took him seriously. Everyone had their own set, set point of what they wanted to do, right? So basically mm-hmm. have humans in a town, aka a coop, right? Mm-hmm. To basically breed um, and them feed off them, and then basically do it all over again, blah blah blah, for many, 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 many centuries and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but all that he wanted to do was just eat, pillage, and stuff like that, right? And exactly. I just, and from a writing point of view, l- looking at from the vampires who wanted to just coop them up, basically, I found it funny. Just mm. my point of view, I found it funny. Call me a blood-sucking vampire, but I call it funny. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Um, let's uh, let's do a quick spitfire round here with these last few uh, points that we wanted to hit on. Um, so these were some points that you wrote down, and we've been kind of going through mine. So I, I, I'm really curious to see um, what you what you want to talk about for these. So first of well, all, yeah, the real like, reason why Dracula started the war. Well, yeah, but also plus just going back. Um, we did hit on yeah. all of your points. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we definitely, um, sorry. But go for it, Yeah, go for the it. real reason why Dracula actually started the war, we already covered that. It was mainly to, like, have, like, livestock kind of thing, right? So then exactly. they can basically yeah. have it to where they will not, like, run out of food. Yeah. Kind of like what we're and doing then, nowadays, right, with our cattle and other stuff, right? Right. And, like, we're trying our best, but obviously, like, that will, um, that will, like, obviously die off in the end because... Like who knows how long these humans would be viable for having their blood. In the sucked anime, out, right? in the anime, I mean, you know, Dracula's whole plan goes against what like people like Godbrand wanted, you know. But the the reason why Dracula wants to start the war is because you burnt his wife, you know, and that set up everything. And he gave you a whole year, and he was pissed, and it, and it, it, that was the whole thing we ran with. But. Another one of your points, and I don't even know the answer to this, where I'll have to be honest. Why can't Trevor do magic like some of his family? Is it because some of them are warriors and some of them are magician, like some sort of Namekian thing where some of them are healers and some of them are fighters? Is that it? Um, yeah, basically. 
It's just um, okay. Like there's like some people like like he's literally said in his family like there's some of them that that were trained to use magic and then there were some that right. were trained to be warriors and then there were some that were trained to be both. Sypha and Alucard basically said what um what you can't do magic what kind of thing right when right. they were dealing with right. the um the mirror the mirror remember the mirror yes yeah they're like oh you can't do magic why because like well there was other people in the family that could right. Right, and so, right, like, right. that just makes him, well, one, more human. Yep. And that's basically what he also probably wanted to be, more more human. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And so, like, when you, when you, when you, um, like, when you look at it, right, like, literally, it's just, um, what's the word, what's the word, what's the word? Come on. Um, come on, vampire brain. Ha <laughs> Um, like, he just, he just wanted to be like everyone else. He didn't want to be like his family. So, right. that part of his brain that could have used magic didn't want to use any magic one bit and didn't want to train or learn magic so that part of his soul his mind his um idea and everything else basically just cut off right no i understand so like kind of like the idea where like let's just say you are trying to learn a new language like um spanish right and you are learning it, but you're just not getting it, right? So then you just fully right. drop in and you don't want to learn it anymore and your motivation is done. That's basically what happened. What could have happened to Trevor. Like his motivation trying to learn magic basically just died. Right, right, right. No, I, uh, I, I, know, I know what you mean. Um, but to that point, there's also one that you, another thing that you posted, does Alucard age like a human or not age like a vampire? I believe he doesn't age like, 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 like a vampire. Yeah, I know. But like the thing is, is that when you think of it, is that a vamp, a real, like a vampire, right? They don't age. Yeah. They don't, their cells just stay right where they are. Right. And humans. Yeah. But uh, actually, they're I molecules. Yes. Yeah. So he's immortal. And he's stuck in his mid-20s. And there's a reference in the wiki saying, when Saifa mentions that Alucard must be in his teens, he responds that he aged faster than normal, but that this process stopped when he was physically in his mid-20s. So he's forever in his mid-20s and he's immortal. That's what the his status is. Okay, okay. That's actually kind of odd, I guess, because... Hey, it's, hey yo, it's, a tri- it's, it's, it's the Castlevania universe. Yeah, I know. It's the <laughs> Castlevania universe, but, like, I was mostly looking at, like... Is. Um, like cellular regeneration, deterioration kind of right, thing. Because right, right, right. normally, like, if you have like a human hybrid of half human, half vampire, like, um, would it, like, would he age but not die? So then, like, would he be all like, f- like wrinkles at the age of eight hundred and just flying around as a bat with wrinkles? Right. Right. No, I, I, I see what. I kind see of what you like mean, idea, but, so. but like, obviously, the wiki. The thank you, wiki. Basically, just destroyed my topic my topic point it's okay yeah. i the wiki has destroyed my topic many times that's why we use the wiki yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um okay so thank you very much everyone for tuning in to this episode of anime podcasters um what were your final thoughts uh morel in, in a in one sentence what were your final thoughts on uh castlevania my final thoughts on castlevania is a it's a very good story you should definitely go watch it if you haven't guys well, i mean if you've yeah. gone this point of the podcast yeah that, that, it, that is spoiled. true you you have to like you've got to see it but like go watch it multiple times with multiple different yes. viewings re-binge so and like, re-binge and re-binge yeah re-binge and stuff like that so like maybe one time re-binge from the protagonist point of view re-binge another time from the antagonist point of view and then re-binge again from like 
kind of like kind of like feeling like you're an outsider point of view all right i think i think they get it bro i think they got yeah, it. yeah 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 I, I think that they do yes yeah yeah yeah. uh for myself i mean very solid series so happy um I, we got to finally cover this on the podcast um you know when it when this came out uh, a few years back i saw the first season loved it second season loved it and every time another season came out i was on top of it you know i was watching and loving and it's just a really, really, really good series that I'm so happy we finally uh, covered on Anime Podcasters. Um, so let's do a final wrap-up here. Um, if you enjoy this episode of Anime Podcasters, you can follow us on social media at Anime Podcasters. You can leave us a five-star review on ratethispodcast.com slash anime podcasters and you can leave us voicemails and take a survey all those links are in the description the artwork for the podcast is provided by gopro kyo go give him a follow on twitter at gopro kyo all of his links are in the description also go check out hotshot on twitch you can follow me at giant music on social media and my website is giantmusic.com i've also covered bloody tears from castlevania on my youtube channel and on my spotify which uh, is on its way to two million streams so please go stream some of my music over there really appreciate all of your support over there guys and uh where can people find you morale well, people can find me on uh facebook twitter reddit of all places um yeah. tinder no not tinder <laughs> oh my god um but, like, you can find me on basically anything like youtube um i'm gonna be probably starting up a twitch soon as well but do not it really sure yet do it um yeah if i if i have time if i have time you know how yeah. my schedule's like, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like you can just find all everything in their description in the description below. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for myself and Morel, this has been another episode of Anime Podcasters. Bye, guys. See ya.